Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And welcome to a new episode of The Simpsons Did It. I'm your host, Stephen Skolansky. And I'm your co-host, Robert Skolansky. And this week we're going to get uh, punched in the face. Yeah, we're going to be boxers. Yeah, I don't, I've boxing. never boxed in my entire life. How about this? You be the boxer and I'll be the manager who takes all your money. Right, 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 right. <laughs> 60%. It was an 80%. I can't remember. I think, I think it was 60%. <laughs> I I'll mean, take 60%. I mean, I'm not the one getting punched in the face, but, you know. Yeah. Well, managers got to manage. Sure. I mean, I managed bands before, but I never took them for all they're worth. Okay, 60% isn't all you're worth. No. It's no, a no. little more than half. It's actually a pretty good deal when you think about it. You don't you don't think 50-50 would be a good deal or because, you know, I'm getting punched in the face, you know, 100-0 might be uh more up yeah. that up that line. So, the fact that we're doing uh the boxing episode today, I was just <laughs> us talking about it, i was just reminded of a robin williams bit uh from uh, uh live on broadway where he talks about boxers and he is like yeah they get punched in the face all day and they're like and you win but you don't know where your money is because you're brain damaged <laughs> yeah he's like i got three million dollars i don't know where it is but i have it yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. It's funny. Tonight, uh, tonight though, there's another big pay-per-view boxing match. And one of my friends at work was like, for the first time ever, like a week ago, I sat through an entire boxing match and I don't know why. <laughs> but it was so intriguing. I will <laughs> say, so uh, I ABC every once in a while will do uh, UFC fights. Um, yeah, but UFC, I don't, I don't. And, I mean... and I've watched, I've watched it because, I mean, I was kind of forced to. And it's. It's similar to boxing, and maybe the UFC fights I watched uh, weren't as great as, like, the Ronda Rousey's or the Brock Lesnar's of the world, but it's still interesting to watch because there is still a strategy besides just trying to kill your opponent. I mean... I mean, that, but that's honest. Okay, boxing has strategy. So does UFC fighting. No, it's just let's get kick and punch and... See how much blood we could spill on the mat. Nah, there's there's strategy, man. And and like UFC also combines actual like wrestling into it. So it's like a well, mixture yeah. of it's, boxing, I mean, it's, boxing, yeah. I mean you just punch. You punch yes. the guy in the face. Or the stomach. Or and the then you just stand there and take it until they get too tired to punch you and then you just push them over. <laughs> That's right. That's probably the best way to do it. <laughs> I don't know about that, but so so this week. We're talking about season eight, episode three, Homer They Fall, in reference to the 1956 film, The Harder They Fall. And this was, uh, oddly enough, Humphrey Bogart's last movie. Yeah, so... I didn't know, um, I didn't know he was in a boxing movie. Yeah, so uh, the plot from The Harder They Fall um, is kind of what inspired this episode, um, where Bogart plays a washed-up single sports writer who agrees to lend his services to a criminal boxing promoter 
who is played by Rod, Rod Steiger. I don't know who that is because, again, you know, The Simpsons and their 50 references. Yes. Um, by writing stories that make a star out of an untalented, naive Latino boxer whose fights, unbeknownst to him, are all fixed. When the system doesn't work anymore and the boxer is about to be thrashed for good in what would surely be his last fight, Bogart's conscience reawakes. He helps the boxer escape to his home country of Argentina before the gangsters can take back all the money he won in his short-lived career. Spoiler alert. Um, and so Moe's role in this episode um, is a combination of both Steiger and Bogart's parts in the movie. So Yeah. So that's kind of cool. I mean, they basically ripped off a movie and, well, they didn't rip it off. They parodied it. Yep. No, that's, I I would like to say that's pretty. But again, 1956. Yeah. Who's going to even know? (laughs) Aside from, aside from Casablanca, which is Humphrey Bogart's like most popular movie. Yeah. I don't know if anyone else probably would have ever seen this. No. Uh, So the air date, November 10th, 1996. Um, Recap. Mo urges Homer to become a professional boxer. He does. He's like, dude, yeah. you can take a punch. Why don't yeah. you just get punched for money? <laughs> punch I mean, for isn't money that just is what great. boxing is? Getting punched for money? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> hey, I-, I love to like walk up to like the- a guy on the street getting beat up. Be like, hey, you know what? You can do that for money. <laughs> yeah, and then you get your ass kicked. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no chalkboard gag this week. Kind of weird. Yeah, there was. Oh, no, I'm sorry. There was. I'm thinking of next week. Sorry. Yeah. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. alert. Chalkboard <laughs> gag this week. I am not my long lost twin. Wait, you're not? But isn't he? But he's I mean, not. Wouldn't he? he was. But he's not. Because his twin was found in the attic, all disheveled, eating fish heads. Yeah, but he's, he's his he, lost long twin. But he's not his twin. He's his own person. His twin is his twin. <laughs> I don't know. But he, but it's been a are while. Are you since are you your him. long lost brother? No, <laughs> no, because you're you're my brother. And oh, really fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, couch gag this week. The living room is a western plane. The family rushes in dressed as Western in in Western gear and uh, sits and the couch bucks off into the sunset like a horse. I <laughs> funny enough. So you know, how, like last week we were talking to Neil from Cuckoo Kangaroo. Yeah. And it had the black light, the black light uh, couch gag. Oh, and Neil was like, yeah. Oh, do they like match up couch gags with, with the episode? And we we're like, nah, it's purely oh. random. This is just another random one because yeah. how this episode starts <laughs> is kind of like, oh, they, they were like, oh, here's this couch gag and let's kick off the episode. Yeah. Uh, so this episode starts off at the Springfield Mall where they have Memories of Bonanza, the mall show. So for <laughs> those who don't know, Bonanza was a show, I believe, in the 60s. Yeah, it went on for a long time. Kind of like a lot of Westerns. Westerns yeah. like... They never seem to, like, get canceled, because that's, like, the only shit that was on and people would make. Yeah, well, the longest-running live-action show is, what is it, Smoking Gun? Gun, 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 gun Smoke. Gun Smoke. Gun Smoke. And the, and the Simpsons finally beat their ass. Yeah, it only, yeah, but here's the thing. Gun Smoke had, like, a hundred episodes a year. Okay, I know. Not a hundred. Oh, but no, like, no, no, no. I mean, the sheer number of episodes in filming back then yeah. was, like... Let's just do it. 
Actually, I think I think Gunsmoke was only on for like fifteen seasons, and they had over seven hundred episodes. So yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's they had like sixty episodes a year. Where <laughs> nowadays you're lucky to get twenty. Yeah, I know. I mean, shit. Look at streaming services. Most most actual streaming services who actually have television. I guess you could call them television shows. Most of them are like eight episodes. Well, yeah, eight to ten, eight yeah, to thirteen, it, give or take. Like, and I mean, they only last for a few seasons. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's kind of crazy, but anyways, uh, the quote unquote stars of Bonanza come out, and they are the Native American actors because it was what is it? It was cowboys and Native Americans in Bonanza. I never watched yep. it. Yeah. And they basically said the rest of the cast is dead. Yep. I mean, they were pretty old themselves. Yeah, I love how one of was like, or somebody in the crowd, I think Homer was like, wasn't there another Indian last year? Yeah. <laughs> they keep dying off. Yeah. Although it's kind of, I mean. I, oh, I mean, here it is. Bar- well, here, so Bart says, he's like, this sucks, because it does. And Marge, Marge was the one, wasn't there three Indians last year? Yeah. But I like how the crowd gets all like upset at the indians coming out because did, were they like taunting them that like, yeah they killed off all the all the uh cowboys <laughs> yeah and then they start like chucking things on stage like all right roll that music yeah um and so yeah so the simpsons you know they just walk away into the wall yep that's what you do um and they walk by i love how they walk by a store that says one size fits all lingerie store <laughs> uh no nope nope no, no, <laughs> I no, love no. this. I love the stores in the mall. I do too. So and, and two of the other ones, uh, we have simply shoes. Yep. So I'm, I'm assuming they just simply have shoes. Yep. And the store they eventually go into, miscellaneous etc., which is yep. basically a sharper image. That is so great. I love this scene. Like, I absolutely love the fact that they incorporated a basically makeshift sharper image into The Simpsons because. In the 90s, Sharper Image was just coming out. They were mostly, yeah. I think it was just mostly like Mall, like Sky Mall. Yeah. Because that's what Sharper Image really was, was basically like a Sky Mall. Yeah. And I really don't think I was in a physical Sharper Image until like 2003, 2004 they had one before I think they shut down completely. Like Sharper Image. Yeah. As so stores, storefronts shut down in like 2007, I think. You were close, 2008. Okay. As yeah, I knew it was around stores, there. As yep. retail stores, they still have a website. Yep. Yeah, they still have a website, and they still do like lower end tech things. Like you go to those like Father's Day or Christmas tables at like Target yes. and stuff, and they have Sharper Image branded yeah. products for yeah, like Sharper you know, Image or was, twenty bucks. Sharper Image was founded in 1977 in San Francisco. Yep. Yeah. So, so yeah, there you go. So Homer points out that they opened up a new <laughs> high tech gadget store. And tells Marge she loves high-tech gadgets. And she's like, no, I don't. <laughs> and then Homer's uh, like, bull, you don't. Come on. And uh, he grabs Marge's arm and pulls her into the store. Marge's like, Homer, you're hurting me. No, <laughs> I'm not. God, that is the image. Like, that's kind of abusive behavior. I know. And it's and it's funny because I did almost did the same thing to Shay. Every time we were at the mall that has had the sharper image, I'm like, we yeah. gotta go in here. She's like, No, we don't. But you <laughs> like uh you like the, the massaging chairs. No, I don't. <laughs> Come on, we're going in here. 
Um, I mean, Homer's just dumb and wants to go in. I, 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 that's kind of a weird, it's, it's a weird way to go in. Yeah. Like it's a weird <laughs> setup to make them go in. Um, so Bart tells Lisa to check out a new space age toothbrush and he starts brushing his teeth with it. And Lisa points out <laughs> it's a nostril groomer. Much oh, to Bart's great. horror. Oh, like, not oh that, okay. Come on. It, I mean, First well, of all, I guess it clean. was on. Dis- I guess yeah. I was gonna say, wouldn't it have been clean? Maybe, maybe not. It was on display for people to test it. So maybe <laughs> God only knows. Uh, so Marge takes a look around the store and she sees night vision goggles, a scale from a Soviet t- uh, sub, and a suede briefcase case. Because <laughs> you got to protect that briefcase. Yes. Um, and Marge is like, you know, somebody who needs the stuff probably has emotional problems. And who pops into frame but Homer Simpson? He's like, hey, I wanted some of that stuff in Sharper Image. I love that stuff. So you have emotional problems. <laughs> Apparently. Um, and Homer, you know, jumps into frame because obviously that's the joke. And he points out the world's best jacket, which literally above it says world's best jacket. I don't know about that. Uh, and Homer says if he had a jacket, it would show everybody. <laughs> everybody. Uh, and a couple of the patches on the uh, jacket have Marilyn Monroe and Elvis. Yeah, that would show a lot of people. I uh, would show them who Homer, who would that show? <laughs> um, so then we see comic book guy is also in the store returning something. And he's like, yes, finally, I would like to return your quote unquote ultimate bit. And the salesman's like, I see. Do you have a receipt? Quote unquote, sir. <laughs> no, I do not. I do not have a receipt. I won it as a door prize at the Star Trek convention, although I find their choice of prize highly illogical, as the average Trekker has no use for a medium-sized belt. <laughs> so he's saying all Trekkies are fat. Or nerds. nerds no, 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 because he said a medium-sized belt and he tried to put it on and it didn't fit. Uh, I just want to know how he knew it came from there. Like, did it have a tag on it? When maybe it, it had it? a sharp, yeah, maybe it had a sharper image tag or they told no, him. No, 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 miscellaneous, etc. Oh, miscellaneous. <laughs> See what you did? You did this. Um, it had a tag from the store on it, so he knew where they got it from. And yeah. the salesman's like, whoa, whoa, a fat, sarcastic Star Trek fan? You must be a devil with the ladies. Hey, I, uh, d- oh. <laughs> Gee, I hate to let you down, Casanova, but uh, no receipt, no return. And Bart goes up to comic book guy. He's like, I'll give you four bucks for it. Comic book guy's like, very well. I must hurry back to my comic book store where I dispense the insults rather than absorb them. No. Okay. So that's obviously not Gil. Who's the guy behind the counter? Oh, that's. That's just the old man that runs the store. He's in, like, a lot of stuff. He he is. I, I didn't know if he had a name yet or not. I don't think we've done a character profile for no, him. No, and I don't think we will. <laughs> well, we got a lot of pages left. <laughs> I don't think we are. Uh, unless he, unless he uh, stars in one of the episodes. I don't think we're going to talk about him. All right, well, let's keep an eye out for him, because I, I know he doesn't work for Miscellaneous Etc. forever. Yes. Because eventually he goes out of business, I'm assuming. Yes. Um, so now we see Bart wearing his belt to school, which, hey, yeah. if I had a belt that cool, I would definitely wear it to school. I mean, and all the kids would all the kids would love it, especially <laughs> Millhouse. To... Millhouse would love it, too. You know who'd also love it? The bullies. Yeah. 
Mills like, wow, I bet if God wore pants, he'd have a belt like that. <laughs> and everyone's like, this isn't a belt. It's a tactical pants retaining system. <laughs> I'm going to start calling my belt that. Uh, it's like, check it out. Compass, matches, whistle, saw, panic button, squirrel snare, radon, sl- uh, radon slash, lie detector, Stig, um, what is that? A stigmonometer? Spig, spigmonometer. Spigmonometer. <laughs> and it's even got turn signals. <laughs> I we probably should have Googled what stephafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafafaf
but like his shirt is torn and he's got a black eye and all Homer cares about is the belt. Yep. And so Bart tells Homer that, you know, bullies took his belt and uh, Homer's like, son, there's only one thing that things uh, punks like that understand squealing. You've got to squeal to every teacher and every grown up you can find coming to me. was a good start. So this is a little contradictory of Homer because in Bart the General, Homer had advised Bart to fight physically back against Nelson. Yep. And that is the code of the schoolyard. Yeah. Maybe, also, Homer's, I like to, maybe Homer's growing up a little bit. Maybe. I, al- I also like to point out that Homer was eating pie. Oh, was when he? This was, yeah, when Bart walked in, Homer was eating pie. Well, I mean, he must have, uh, you know, started chomping the air. He's like, if you, if I get eaten, it's your own <laughs> fault. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Bart tells Homer that he would just get beaten up even worse. Which Probably. would be true because Bart remembered, maybe Bart remembered Homer's conversation. It's like, yeah. dad, didn't you tell me not to, you know, tattle because tattling's yeah. wrong. So I'm, I'm just glad tatt- I never had a bully. <laughs> Yeah, eh, we'll continue on. <laughs> All right. So Homer realizes that the bullies are, are clever. So he tells Bart that he will squeal for Bart to the bully's parents. Now, the next scene is in the he's in the middle of getting punched in the face by Jimbo, Kearney and Dolph's dads. Now, this is their first and only appearance <laughs> in the history of the show. Wow. So far. Well, I think it was it was either Dolph or Kearney had mentioned one of their dads was in jail. In the future? In the fu- in a future episode they had mentioned their dad was in jail, so Well, I mean, we'll keep an eye out for it, but what I'm what I'm seeing is that this is their first and only appearance. Yeah. And I do. I don't know how I like the fact that they're they all look like they're kids just grown up, and they're all wearing the same clothes. That's <laughs> oh, great. Oh, here um, we go. Here and later episodes, Curry mentions that his father is in prison, so presumably his father was incarcerated after this episode. Sure. And yep. if his father goes around beating people up in bars, this doesn't seem to be <laughs> unlikely. Yeah. <laughs> uh. And I like how, you know, Homer's not going down, which I love how Kearney's dad points out. Well, something's wrong with this guy. (laughs) (laughs) He's not going down. Yeah. And so, uh, um, so Mo comes out with a shotgun from a back room and he's like, no one beats up my friend in my bar. That's a two drink minimum. (laughs) Jesus. I'm assuming they've had more than two drinks, Mo. Maybe they just came. Maybe. Well, I don't know. Why? Okay. How did Homer find them? We clearly know that those guys just don't hang out in the bar. Yeah. Right? So maybe Homer went to go knock on a door and all three of them were there. And Homer's like, ah, and ran to Moe's bar because he thought sanctuary. Yeah. And the guys start beating him up there. And then Moe comes out with a shotgun and say, hey, you can't beat up my friend here. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I'm just Uh, telling the narrative of how I see it. Yeah. It's a good narrative. So we see Mo patching up Homer, and Mo's like, "Geez, Homer, I've never seen a guy stand up to that kind of punishment. I mean, you took a three-man pounding and didn't even fall down." And Homer's all sad. <laughs> Big deal. I didn't even get my kid's belt back. 
the only thing a loser like me is good for is taking beatings. But I was like, there you go. That's the spirit. <laughs> uh, God, Mo has no empathy. Nope. And so Mo tells Homer even prize fighting boxers couldn't take the beating Homer took and tells Homer he could be a boxer. You got Yeah, sure. Mo tells Homer uh, these guys eat steak, lobster, and the salad bar all in a single meal. And uh, so, you know, Mo suggesting Homer take up boxing. Homer's like, you really think I can do it? And Mo's like, well, I don't know. Are you man enough to test every one of your limits? Yes. (laughs) And are you man enough to throw a punch should the opportunity arise? Yes. And are you man enough to give me 60% cut? Yes. I'll, I'll take, take it. it. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> he got Homer like, all riled up, man. Yeah. He's like, I can ask for anything right now. Homer's being a yes man. Yeah. Um, oh, I do love the fact, well, before all that happened, Homer asked Mo about the dressing at the salad bar. Mo's like, it's their choice. choice. Yep. It's like, yeah, okay, salad dressing. It's ranch every time. Who fucking cares? Uh <laughs> um, so Mo tells Homer that if he's going to manage Homer's boxing career, he wants Homer to have complete faith in him. And so they walk into the ladies' room. Yep. And Homer says he has never been in there. And Mo tells Homer that he realized he didn't have women coming in the bar since 1979, so he turned it into an office, which is a lie because he had a female bartender in Flaming Mo's, and I believe Marge has been in there, right? When he had the restaurant. Yeah. So he's had women in there. Uh, well, not all the time. Not all the time, but he said since 1979. That's a lie. It is. Unless unless he's not counting when he turned it into the restaurant. Okay, but what about Flaming Moe's? Fair enough. Okay. You got me. Because that was popular. Flaming Moe's was popular. Yep. So oh, that was the other thing. We'll do we'll do it at the end of the episode. But last week when we did uh they only moved twice. You said you wish you had the lyrics to Scorpio. Yeah. Well, guess what? It's in the book. So at the end of the episode, we'll oh. give the audience we'll give the we'll give the audience the song. Awesome. I meant I to do not... that at the top of this episode, and then we got. I to wonder, hear... are all the songs in the book? Yes. Okay. Left we'll, we'll we'll remember that. Will you? Maybe we probably <laughs> won't, but. I remember that you won't. (laughs) So, so one thing I like to point out. So in preparation for this episode, Mark Kirkland Kirkland watched several boxing films and is satisfied how it turned out. And whenever designing rooms, Kirkland tries to show a bare light bulb because he feels that it makes things more depressing. So in the scene in Mo's office, there's a, Oh, so there's just one light bulb, one light bulb (laughs) hanging, hanging in the room. Yeah. That's kind of that's kind of funny. Well, it also fits Moe's character because he's a depressing individual. Yep. Uh, so Homer notices a poster of Moe as a boxer, as a boxer, as a boxer, and so Moe summarizes his career for him. He's like, "They called me Kid Gorgeous. Later on, it was Kid Presentable, then Kid Gruesome, <laughs> and finally Kid Moe, because <laughs> he sucked uh... at boxing." Man, he looked good for uh for a person until he got his face pounded in. Now, yeah. now, I feel like as a kid though, because remember he was the ugly kid in Little Rascals. Yes. Maybe he guess he when he got to his teen years and his adult years, he got gorgeous. Maybe. 
It happens. Like, like he grew out of it and yeah. then he got punched. Now I feel like there's a few episodes. I know the one where he dates, like, I think her name is Renee. Oh, and yeah. there's a few other episodes that kind of center around Mo and his, his yeah. claiming he's ugly. I'd yeah. like to know if there's any more flashbacks or any shots of him yeah. in his younger days, just to see if we get a glimpse of if he had the look he did as a kid and, yeah. or, or what that, that is. So that'd be kind of interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah. So, uh, well, you know, looking at that picture in, in the book, he kind of looks the same. Well, yeah, I mean, he does, but I feel like, I don't know. I think his original picture he showed, like the ones on the wall look yeah. kind of like him now, but I think he, didn't he show an original picture that was uh, like actually him looking, looking all suave. Maybe. I don't remember. Uh, so Homer, you know, picks up a bucket off the floor and he's like, <laughs> what about this bucket? And Mo's like, uh, he says, that's his old spit bucket. I've been meaning to empty that out. <laughs> How old is that spit bucket then? Ugh. Um, I also like, uh, there's a poster behind Homer that reads Sislak versus Oakley and Olsen. Also, this is great. Kirkland versus Silverman, which obviously Mark Kirkland is the director. I, I is it John, John Silverman? David, David Silverman, David Silverman. And they're directors, both, both, yeah. uh, Kirkland and, and Silverman are Simpsons directors. Yeah. Um, and then Bill Oakley is an executive producer. Correct. So so Mo got to fight Bill Oakley and Kirkley <laughs> got to fight Silverman. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Um So uh, so, uh, yeah. so uh, uh Homer is shocked Mo knows uh so Mo tells Homer that his manager was Lucius Sweet, and Homer's shocked to to know this. Um oh no, uh sorry, there's a picture of Mo with Lucius Sweet. Um and, and Homer's like, You know Lucius Sweet? And Lucius Sweet is an obvious reference to Don King. And I believe they tried to get Don King to actually do it. And he said no. Yeah, so he they didn't. So they got Paul Winfield yes. um, to voice uh, Lucius Sweet, um, who had previously actually played King <laughs> in, an H, in HBO's 1995 biopic, Tyson. Yeah, Don King also rejected that part, too. Yeah, and I I don't know why. So so in the script, Sweet was described as Don as a Don King type who looks and sounds exactly like Don King. <laughs> the similarity is even pointed out by Homer, you know, yeah. with this line. Yeah, <laughs> he's exactly uh, as rich and famous as Don King, and he looks just like him like too. too. <laughs> uh, and Mo tells Homer that Sweet was Sweet was his manager, and he and Mo's like somehow I just never made it to the big time. Homer's like, why not? Because I got knocked out 40 times in a row, that plus politics, you know, it's all politics, lousy Democrats. Oh, my God. That's not what he means, Homer. Not that kind of politic. Nope, sports politics. politics. Uh, lousy, yeah. lousy smirch weather. Yep. And so March tells Homer that, it's, that of all his crazy ideas that he's had, this one ranks somewhere in the middle. Uh, I believe this would rank somewhere at the top of the crazy list. No, 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 no. I think getting shot with a cannonball uh, is um, higher on the list. Yeah. Okay. All right. Maybe going to space. I don't know. Where does space rank? Maybe towards the bottom? Because well, that's that was safer. But that wasn't his idea, really. 
Well, no. It was his choice. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was his he choice, had the choice to, go, to do it. But it wasn't necessarily his idea because NASA was looking for an average Joe. And Homer's an average Joe. He's an average idiot. Yep. I mean, he works for a nuclear power plant. I mean, I don't know where that ranks. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, but Homer agrees. Uh, forgot okay. the quote. Uh, yep. So uh, she's like, you're 38 years old. You don't know how to box. And you haven't gotten any exercise since grade school. Before you even consider this, I insist you consult a doctor. He's like, okay. A competent doctor. <laughs> do do. So he was probably <laughs> planning on seeing Dr. Nick. Absolutely. Well, yeah, Dr. Nick would be uh, the guy to go to if he needs to. But then he went to Dr. Hibbert. And is Dr. Hibbert really that much more competent than Dr. Nick? Ever so slightly. <laughs> Ever so slightly. But I I don't know. So he says he haven't gotten any exercise since grade school. Didn't he? He worked out and got exercise during uh, when he went to NASA. Yeah. So, but I mean, that's not continually, continuously yeah. working out. Homer severely stopped working out After all the grade time. School. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He, it's not a Well, don't forget he had anymore. a triple, triple bypass heart surgery. That's right. Yep. So he's uh, probably not wanting to have a heart attack, which... I'm surprised Marge didn't point that out in her speech. Yeah. It's like, you've had a heart attack. Wait, did the heart attack happen before or after space? Um, God, that's a good question. I think before. So how is he even allowed to go into space? Yeah, NASA wouldn't even have allowed that. No. Oh, we're finding all these foibles now. <laughs> we're se- season eight, eight seasons in, man, and we're we're starting to put some pieces together. Yeah. All right, so... Uh, Homer goes to see Dr. Hibbert and Dr. Hibbert's like, well, sir, you more than meet every one of the state's requirements to box, wrestle, or be shot out of a cannon. Shot not out shot of a with can- of a cannon. <laughs> not shot with one, shot out of one. <laughs> yeah, geez, Homer, maybe you should have went to Dr. Hibbert first. Maybe. Uh, and Mars like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what we get for living in a state founded by circus freaks. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I guess I don't know. I feel like state requirements. I mean, as long as you're healthy, the heart attack thing definitely gets me. I feel like the no one would pass you if you have a heart condition. Although right. there are baseball players, our sports players yeah, but baseball, that go through certain baseball, traumas and still are allowed to play. I mean, look, if you had a heart condition with baseball, I think it'd be okay. Cause that's not strenuous. Now, hockey players, football players, and even basketball players, if you have a heart condition, you probably shouldn't be playing anymore. No, but I, I have to feel like, I mean, well, fucking concussions, people keep oh, well, coming yeah. back to play, but. Well, yeah, well, that's I, different. I, that's not your heart. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like your, I mean, your heart's important, but your brain's kind of important too. Would you say your brain is important? Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, And uh, here was like, you have an absolutely unique genetic condition known as Homer Simpson syndrome. <laughs> oh, why me? <laughs> it's like, don't worry. It's quite beneficial. Your brain is cushioned by a layer of fluid one eighth of an inch thicker than normal. It's almost as if you're wearing a football helmet inside your own head. Why? I could wallop you all day with this surgical two by four without ever knocking you down. So that's but I have a tea time. 
So, but here's the thing. Even if there's that extra layer, your brain is still rattling around in there. Well, yeah. Like, it has, it has no, like, even, yes, wearing a helmet protects you a little bit. But once you get hit in the head, your brain still moves around in your brain or in your head. Well, yes, which is why, I mean, I get all the things the NFL is trying to do with helmets and, and stuff these days. But regardless, like you said, getting clocked in the skull is not, doesn't matter if you're wearing a helmet. If nope. you get clocked in the skull, your brain will be moving. It's not, I, I've it's, also, what's it called? Not centrifugal force. It's, I mean, it's, well, some, it's some kind of, it's, man, it's physics. I mean, it's your brain, like literally, because there's, there's space in your, your skull for your brain to move around. Because obviously if it was like, squished it i mean it is squished in there but like there's obviously got to be some room because it does expand and contract yep um and so yeah if you get hit in the head you're gonna have a concussion you might not know you have a concussion you might not not you might not ever ever get symptoms of a concussion but you're gonna get one it might yeah. be so minor that it's never gonna affect you or it might be minor and then simply grow and then one day you're like why 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 am i feeling this way i'd also like to point out there's an x-ray of Homer's brain sitting on the, the monitor thing. Uh, there's no crayon in there. Well, no, because remember, every time they took an x-ray or Hibbert held it, he, his thumb always covered it up. <laughs> every time. Well, no, because his thumb wasn't covering up for this one. No, no, it's however he took it. Like, oh. every, it doesn't matter. Like, it depends on how he takes it. Like, if it was a front shot, it was a, this, this was actually a side shot of Homer. Yeah. If it was a front shot, we would have seen it, but Hibbert probably would have. But was that, but, but which side, so he was, so when you see the picture on the screen, it was, the the face was facing to the right. So yeah. that wasn't so it was the his crayon, right side. Wasn't the crayon on the right side? No, I thought it was on the left. All right. Well, we'll have to wait for that episode. Yes. So Homer goes to train with Mo and uh, throws a punch with his left hand. It's like, all right, Homer, let me see your left. <laughs> it's like, uh, the fly flies in between him and the mitt. He pulls it away and the fly flies away. He's <laughs> like, oh, it's okay. Let's see you're right. He's like, all right, hold on. <laughs> hold on a minute. Just wait. <laughs> okay, punching not your thing. <laughs> yeah, okay, over- punching isn't your thing. But that's okay. You're not that kind of fighter. What you're going to do is stand there while your opponent gets exhausted from over-punching. <laughs> Then I could just push him over. That's right. And if the ref's not looking, you could kick him a couple times. <laughs> um, this kind of is like, um, who was it? Not Muhammad Ali. Um, there, uh, there's a thing called the rope dope Oh, here it is. Uh, uh, it's possible that homers take punches until they're tired and then finish them off. It's based on Muhammad Ali's rope dope tactic. Oh, so like you kind of get a, it's it's you lull them into a full sense of security and then bam, right in the face. Yeah, but that was uh, that was the same thing, actually, that uh, Rocky used in Rocky three fighting uh, Clubber Lang. Oh, where he just tired out, tired, where he out. tired him out. Yeah. 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 When so, was Ro- when was Rocky three 80s? But yeah, so so one thing, though, that this episode was written by uh, Jonathan Collier, who is a huge boxing fan. And knowing yeah. that people on the internet would quote unquote <laughs> give them grief, the writers went to do a lot of lot of effort to explain how Homer would be able to challenge for the heavyweight title. 
So they did their research. These guys yeah. do not want to get grief from uh, us idiots, you know, that scour the internet. Also, uh, also Rocky Three came out in nineteen eighty two. So it's eighties. Oh, so Moe's uh, training Homer by riding a riding a scooter while Homer runs next to him. Kind of like in uh, Punch Out. Punch Out. Yep. Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Yep. Yeah, I think and, that's where they got the inspiration from. Yeah, and Moe's like, who's going to knock you down? No one. When are you going to fight back? Never. What are you going to do? Nothing. <laughs> that's my boy. Sounds like the perfect job for Homer. It does. <laughs> Don't do anything and get paid. Exactly. Um, so now we cut to uh, Moe's Bar, where there's a banner outside that says, Boxing Tonight cruelest of sports by newsday <laughs> i mean it is pretty well i don't know i think i think honestly i think football is more violent than boxing i mean boxing can get there although you are using padded gloves so it's a little bit better than fists Shit, i guess even I, I would even i would even argue hockey is more violent than boxing <laughs> yeah they fight with their fists and they they check each other yep so we see there's a beat up ring in the middle of the bar, which yeah, it's a uh, gr- it's a grunge match sort of yeah. thing. It's like it's not professional really. Yeah. It's uh, held in most bars, so you're not looking for anything clean. And uh, I go we see a shot of Barney saying, "Ah, uh, you would get me into a ring. Boxing causes brain damage." And then we see Barney start chugging uh, varnish. Jesus Christ! How is he not dead? Eh, he's Barney. <laughs> Um, so then we see Mo, you know, prepping Homer in his quote unquote office. Yep. And uh Mo's like, Okay, you're fighting a guy named Boxcar Bob. Homer's like, crawled his way up from the boxcars, did he? Like, uh no, not yet. He still lives at the train yard, but he's a hungry young fighter. In fact, he's actually fighting for a sandwich. <laughs> they must not get paid for this uh fight then. Uh, no. No, this is this is just just to get Homer going and ready for more fights. Yeah, and so Mo gives Homer his uh, lucky mitts, and Homer hopes Homer does better with them than Mo did. And yeah, I like how Mo got like, Mo got knocked down forty times in a row. Yeah, and so there's like, we see a barbed wire on one of the mitts. He's like, uh, "That's not a, that's called the stinger. That's not allowed anymore." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think barbed wire should be allowed on mitts. No. So Mo tells Homer not to do anything because he doesn't want Homer drawn into a boxing match. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. He doesn't want Homer in a fight. So we see uh, Boxcar Bob looks looks a lot like Lenny with a gruffy beard. and Yeah, that's kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, and so we also see Bert is at Moe's watching Homer box. Why not? It's kind of weird. I mean, Bart and Lisa and Maggie have all been at Moe's bar. Yeah, but I feel like this is something that Homer probably didn't want Bart to watch. Why? Right? I don't know. Bart, Bart probably knows what's going on. Maybe. Uh, so, uh, so you know, the the boxcar Bob punches Homer over and over again. And we got like a, a, a nice little dissolved transition. And now we see boxcar Bob is, you know, tiring out from punching Homer and Moe's like, Homer, just nudge him. And so Homer pushes the guy over. And <laughs> Homer, just, now, do it! <laughs> so now we get, um, this is kind of fun. Uh, so now we get a montage of Homer boxing. And the first one is, 
Simpson versus Boxcar Fred, Springfield, November 3rd. Boy, there's a lot of boxcar hobos uh, looking to box, aren't there? Yeah. And so we see, so now we see like a list of like the boxers he's facing for the Association of Springfield Semi-Pro Boxers or Assbox. <laughs> the Assbox <laughs> Boxers include Switchyard Sullivan, Boxcar Fritz, Snuffy, Manny the Mooch, Soup Can Sam, and Boxcar Ira. Now, isn't Manny the Mooch like the guy from the song from the Blues Brothers? Oh, so, Minnie the Moocher. Minnie the, oh, it's Minnie the Moocher. Never Moocher. mind. Not Manny. Okay, so, never mind. So also, so the montage of Homer's victories uh, spoofs Raging Bull. Um, and uh, Homer's last fight uh, also spoofs the film's last fight between uh, Star... Between the star and Sugar Ray Robinson. Um, yep. So, so the music is also inspired by the flower duet from not, the op. Nope. Nope. Hold on. So there is some controversy that has arisen about what song is exactly played during Homer's montage. DVD commentary of the episode has attributed the song to an original Alf Clausen composition. Some people alternatively have stated that it is the flower duet, as Steve just said. Uh, from the opera Lachme. I don't know. Uh, however, there is no passage in the Flower Duet song that convincingly matches up with the boxing montage scene, but it can be said that the song is done in the style and semblance of the Flower Duet. Yeah. So it's yeah. Alf Clausen, not, not from a musical. No, I didn't say that. I said the music was inspired by the Flower Duet. No. That's all I said. Oh, I, didn't I didn't say it was it. You wouldn't, you didn't let me finish. I said it was inspired by. I didn't hear the word inspired. Um, the song can also be a reference to Yanni's song Aria, based off the music of Lachme, and which was popular around this time due its due to its heavy usage in British Airways advertisements. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So and, and I love how like as Homer keeps winning uh the car like you see him getting a car wash and each time you see like him getting a better car wash so as homer advances in his boxing career his taste in car washes becomes more refined he oh, goes yeah. from premium wash to ultra to deluxe wash to super premium wash to mega tycoon wash boy he must be making tons of money on the uh, boxing circuit yeah and so uh so also at the end of the montage uh, the screen freezes and turns black to a black and white view of one of Homer's boxing opponents. Well, it was all black and white, but uh, uh, one of Homer's boxing opponents falling out of the ring. This scene is a parody of the 1924 painting Dempsey and Furpo by George Bellows. Yep. So a lot of, a lot of weird references in this episode. Well, not really weird. This no, they're is all box. Weird. They're all boxing yeah. episodes. Uh, so now we see Mo sitting in his office, and he takes a cigar out of the tampon holder. <laughs> well, I mean, what else are you going to use it for? The ladies ain't using that room. And so he tries to light it, but he doesn't have a light. And I love how he, like, pats himself like you do when you're searching for something. And then all of a sudden, a lighter comes out of nowhere, and there's a fire. And who do we see but Lucius Sweet? Yep. Um, magazine cover 
Uh, so we all, uh, so he throws out a magazine cover or a magazine with the cover of Dredrick Tatum on it. Uh, it says Millionaire Boxing Dredrick Tatum. Why is such rage? Yeah. Um, and Dredrick Tatum, who we've seen in one previous episode. Yep. Which was the boxing up? Ep- uh, that, well, that was the cable episode, wasn't that it? That was the cable episode. Yeah, that was the one where they uh, where they wanted to watch the big fight. Yeah. So the character of Dredrick Tatum, as we probably stated in that episode, is based on real life boxer Mike Tyson and his many run-ins with the law. Uh, so about Tyson, uh, he had famously been released from prison in 1995 following a rape conviction, which saw him serve almost three years of a six-year prison sentence. And made a major comeback, which saw him win his first boxing titles since February of 1990. Though he would ironically lose his final championship belt to Evander Holyfield the day before this episode aired. Wow, <laughs> that's some great timing right there. Yeah, well, it's funny because when we talk about the next episode, there is some weird goddamn timing with that one too. <laughs> um, so Lucius tells Mo. Now Tatum is locked up for pushing his mom down the stairs and is getting released soon. And for Tatum's comeback, Sweet wants Mo to have Homer fight Tatum. And Lucia Sweet's like, well, the fans are weary of fights that are over before they have an opportunity to even get drunk. I just need a body who can sustain verticality for three rounds. And Mo's like, yeah, but Homer's no boxer. He's, he's just a freak. Tatum will fustigate him. Yeah. <laughs> basically, I'm assuming fustigate is basically kill. Des- destroy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Lucius tells Mo that he can stay in the ladies' room or take one last shot at the big time and tells Mo that he is only asking for three rounds. That's still a lot. How long is a round in boxing? Three minutes? Three, three minutes. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's nine minutes of abuse from the best boxer in the world? Yeah, that could uh, that could uh, that could break someone. Uh, Mo asked Homer to come to the bar. On, uh, so now, so now we see Mo and Homer sitting on the roof of Mo's, and Mo had asked Homer to come to the bar under the guise <laughs> of looking at his new tar paper. Why would you and Homer care? I don't know. Uh, yeah, why didn't Mo just be like, "Hey, Homer, why don't you come over and have a beer?" Yeah, exactly. That's all. Yeah. Probably all they would have taken. Yeah. Mo asks Homer how he would like to be the heavyweight champion of the world. And Homer's like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, he doesn't <laughs> care. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Mo's like, uh, uh, who's Dredrick Tatum anyway? Is he another hobo? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> sure he is. And Mo says, that's great. And you'll be fighting Tatum on Saturday. And here's your parking pass. Ooh, general. General General parking. That's what he gets. Uh, I know. I know. We mentioned it before, but the name of the episode that Jedrick Tatum was introduced is Homer versus Lisa and the Eighth Commandment. Yes. Yep. Yep. We didn't Uh, mention that. We didn't mention the title. We just mentioned which episode it was. Yeah. So Homer tells Mo that he trusts him, and that if Mo says Homer can win then Tatum doesn't stand a chance. Oh, boy. <laughs> and then we cut to Tatum over at Springfield Penitentiary. Yeah, I is... love I love the ominous pan up to the penitentiary behind Moe's. Yep. It's great. I don't know. Um, I don't think I've ever noticed the penitentiary hiding behind Moe's before. I think it's all, I think it's wherever Springfield needs it to be. Yeah. And so we see that there's a riot going on and Tatum <laughs> tells everyone to shut up. 
And they do. Because it's Dredger Tatum. He'll kick all their asses. So do you remember last episode when, or yeah, last episode <laughs> when uh, the Simpsons moved and the license plate was production number and you're like, yeah. what do they need if they hand the production number in every episode? And they just yes. happen to pause on this scene and I just happen to notice Tatum's prisoner number is 4F03, which just happens to be this episode's production number. Uh, I called it. I guess okay, we have to. One. I guess <laughs> okay. One. Well, I don't know. Well, two, two in a row. Yeah, two in a row. I didn't notice it in the in the last episode that we yeah. uh, just I watched, did. but I did. Okay, I definitely um, noticed this one because I paused and I'm like, "Oh, he's got a prisoner number." All right, I'll write it down. Wait, this is only four 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 uh, characters. Why does this match up with the production episode number? Yep, because because I called it. <laughs> um, so we see Dredrick ta- uh, taking questions from reporters, and he's and he asks if he feels remorse for what happened to his mom. He's like, no. He's like, basically, oh, if I had to do it over again, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> like something and, weird like that. That reporter one's like, Dredrick, uh, what do you think of Homer Simpson? <laughs> I think he's a good man. I like him. I got nothing against him, but I'm definitely gonna make orphans of his children. Jesus. <laughs> what is he gonna what is he gonna murder so hard that he murders Marge? No, no, no. It's like, uh, do you know they have a mother, champ? Oh. Yes, but I would imagine she would die of grief. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh I don't think I don't think Marge would Marge would die of grief. No, Patty and Selma would have a party. Yeah, they might they might die they might die from drinking too much. I know. Uh so Lucius tells everyone that Tatum doesn't have any more time. And that this parole hearing is over. <laughs> oh, they got me. Because I thought it was an actual press conference for the fight, but it was his parole hearing. Yep. Which is great. I love it. Because he's so got to get free before he could face Homer. Yeah. Oh, that's it's fantastic. A, yep. So Marge reads the newspaper headline from the next morning, Champ to Whale on Local Man. Um. It, so also, so the Homer versus Tatum boat um, kind of also is a reference to Rocky as well. Where the local champion faces the heavyweight champion. Yeah, kind of. I mean, yeah. he did work his way up, sort of, but... Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Uh, and Marge's like, Homer, why are they saying you're going to fight Dredrick Tatum? <laughs> uh, well, uh, I was going to surprise you, but happy anniversary, baby! <laughs> I don't think it's their anniversary. No, I don't think so. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised that Marge knows who Dredrick Tatum actually is. Why not? He's famous. Yeah, but Marge sticks to uh, books and stuff. She doesn't watch much TV, and I doubt she's really that into sports. Yeah, but he... he Look, here's the thing. Dredrick Tatum pushed his own mother down the stairs. Marge <laughs> is guess. a mom. Alright. So Marge asks Homer if he's lost his mind, and Homer says, Yeah, we'll make a lot of money. And starting and starts naming off things they can buy. Like, like those blue cupcakes. What blue cupcakes? I don't know. Any blue cupcakes. Doesn't matter. Like Marge's hair. They're blue. And oh. Marge tells Homer he di- he will die. And Homer asks her to let him finish. And he goes back to naming things he can buy. <laughs> and so Lisa tells Homer uh, that Marge is right. And your odds of winning are a thousand to one. So that, you're telling that... me there's a chance. Never tell me the odds. Yeah. Um, and Homer says, uh, that can't be right. And Lisa says, 
That uh, that's what Vegas is saying. <laughs> Not like how Lisa's in on uh, the Vegas. I mean, I guess she kind of has a gambling addiction because of Homer, but yeah, and Marge, yeah, both Marge. of them together. Homer gambles yeah. on football. Marge gambles at a casino. Lisa's yeah. Lisa's coming up right. Um, so Homer takes a newspaper and throws it out the window, saying that he's heard enough from Mister Newspaper today. <laughs> and that, Homer angrily eats his breakfast. Yeah. He's he's not happy. Um, and so Abe, Maggie, and Bart, you know, are watching a, a thing on Tatum, yeah. and uh, the ominous announcer on the TV uh, has like Tatum versus Simpson, payback. Why? I don't. I don't <laughs> think they he's getting payback for anything. No, I don't think so. He didn't put him in jail. No. Yeah, society put Dreader Tatum away for his brutal crime, but he's paid his debt. And now he's going to get revenge on Homer Simpson. But society didn't put him away. Lawyers put him away because they had well, evidence. Well, the jury put him away. Yeah. A jury of his peers. Yeah. That's a society. <laughs> um, so we see that the Springfield Coliseum, uh, Tatum versus Simpson. Payback. Payback. I love the banner. It's a good yeah, banner. It's a great banner. And uh, so we see a guy outside selling shirts like at a lot of sporting events. You get some yeah. knockoff, knockoff shirts. I love this one. It's just Homer's head with a fist coming at his head. That's great. Yeah. So, I buy it. Well, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I love. And then there's also a sign outside that reads championship boxing, tasteful attire prohibited. So yeah, did, like, wasn't in like the early days of boxing, like the really early days of boxing, people actually dressed up to go to boxing matches. Yeah, I think so. Well, it, it, like this sign kind of reminds me of like golf. Cause like, like sometimes golfers will wear, wear like colorful outlets that are not tasteful at all. Oh, well, yeah. So like, that's kind of what that reminded me of, but yes, people used to dress up and go uh, to go to boxing because it used to be for rich people i don't know yeah kind of like yeah. it was a rich man sport yeah so bart helps homer getting uh to get ready and tells homer to make sure he gets hit an even number of times so homer doesn't get amnesia i don't <laughs> think that's how that works bart says bart thinks that's how that works i don't think that's how it works um there is uh there's also a sign in the hallway that says lost entourage members please report to room number 31 because you know those entourage uh, for the boxers are going to get lost. Yeah. And so now Mo uh, is um, pacing outside back and forth in the hallway and he's chain smoking when Marge <laughs> finds him. Marge is like, Mo, I'm so glad I found you. Please promise me you won't let Homer get hurt. Homer, Mo's like, hey, 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 I'm not the villain here, okay? If Homer gets killed in the ring tonight, it'll be because of your negative attitude. There, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh Marge yeah, that yells, pisses Marge off. Yeah, so Marge yells uh at Mo to throw the towel at the f first sign of danger, and Mo promises to do it. Um and so uh Marge asking Mo not to let Homer fight and the line you will always be a loser is also a reference to uh Rocky. Yeah. So we got some Rocky, got some boxing, Rocky. Um, both, but Mo throws the towel in the garbage as Marge leaves. He's like, I'm not throwing in the towel. I'm throwing it in the trash. Yeah. So now we get the man, the myth, the legend, Michael Buffer 
who voiced himself. Uh, God, I love his voice. Uh, he introduces some of the celebrities uh, in the audience, and he first introduces Rainier Wolfcastle, who is involved in a, ho- in a Hollywood prostitution scandal. Boy, I'm surprised <laughs> he didn't introduce Troy McClure, or has another run in with some fish. <laughs> oh God, they uh, really I, they really missed that mark on that one. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, they did, but maybe Troy McClure wasn't in town for the fight. Oh, okay. Uh, then Michael Buffer introduces Kent Brockman, and as he does, people throw things at him, <laughs> booing him, and he's like, and Kent goes, this just in. Go to hell! It's <laughs> great. I love it. Um, and then, I don't know if this is a goof, or or if if uh, Fat Tony has other names. I'm trying to find it. But he is introduced as Fat, uh, I'm sorry, Anthony Fat Tony D'Amico. Yeah, that's his name. That's his real name. No, no, here we go. Um, However, in Bart the Murderer, his name was given as William Fat Tony Williams. Oh, really? Yeah, it must have been on like a sheet or something that we missed. I feel like this is his real name, though. This is probably his real name. Um, The possibility is because he's a mob boss, he has many different aliases. Yeah, maybe. Uh, and then they introduce the fan man and it's guy with like a fan on his back and he like parachutes in. Yep. So the fan man is actually based on James Miller, a man famous for parachuting into arenas during big events. Yeah. I kind of remember him. Yeah. Kind of. Um, and so, uh, so he sits next to Krusty and part of the, and the fan carts part of Krusty's hair off. He's like, great. Now I have to comb it over. He Why takes would him. he land in like the middle of the ring and take yeah. off his fan and not land in his chair? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, wouldn't he land in the ring? Well, yeah, that would be. That's what I would think. Yeah. So Mo tells Homer that he won't lie to him and tells Homer he has a good chance to beat Tatum. He just has to visualize how he's going to win, and he visualizes <laughs> it where like. Tatum had like a heart attack or something before yeah. the match could begin. <laughs> so Homer was declared the winner. That's fantastic. I love it. Yeah. Uh, so Tatum and Homer are announced to the ring and we see that Dredder Tatum's theme song is time for some Atkins action. Oh, is that what it is? Action. Yeah. Action. By, by Redman and Homer's theme song as he comes in, is why can't we be friends? So, uh, so Jedrick Tatum's theme song was actually the same song chosen by Mike Tyson for his first fight upon prison release. See, that's great. I love how the Simpsons think about these small, tiny details. Yeah, when they put an episode together. Yeah, um, and I love Homer's entrance song. Yeah, it's fantastic. And it's so we, good. so we see some advertisements as Homer walks to the ring. We see Krusty yeah. Burger. Clearly, Quickie Mart, Assassins, the <laughs> shoes that Homer wanted, Buzz Cola, Laramie cigarettes, and Duff. Can't so get all the normal, wonderful Duff. all all the normal ones you would think about, and then Assassins. I love it. Yeah. Uh, so Lucius tells Mo that Homer looks soft, and Mo reassures Lucius that Homer will go the three rounds. And uh, I love the announcer due to popular demand. We'll forego the national anthem. Yay! 
Yeah. I, so here's the thing. The whole national, like, obviously everybody knows the whole controversy with Colin Kaepernick and kneeling. Um, but the thing is, if I remember correctly, I could be wrong, but the U.S. government was the one that asked, uh, like, sports to start doing the national anthem before games. Oh, and it's yeah. not like it's not like something like the NFL just thought about doing. I believe the U.S. government actually asked them to do it. I could be wrong. I could be way off base, but that's what I kind of remember. Yeah. So one other one other thing I wanted to mention that Homer's uh like when uh the uh Michael uh uh Buffer is introducing him, like he introduces Tatum as you know his Mister Armageddon. Yeah. Um. And and stuff like that, but then when Homer walks in, he introduces him as uh, he also is called the Southern Dandy, <laughs> um, as as a re- as a reference to the old time boxers and wrestlers who had similar nicknames. Did you talk about what was on Homer's robe? No, no, no not yet. But I was getting yeah. there. Yeah, so, Homer's robe. So, Homer's robe literally just says opponent. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> he couldn't get a, he couldn't get one in time. No. Plus, I don't think he had a cool name like Dredger Tatum as Mister Armageddon. That's fair. Um, and so the bell rings, and Homer says, "There's nothing to worry about," and Tatum hits Homer really hard. Yep. And then we like it's like a shot. He like goes right up to Rose Z where Bart and Lisa are watching. Um, and uh, Bart thinks Homer had hit Tatum. <laughs> and then uh, didn't realize that Homer wasn't wearing the black trunks. It's like, oh. Also, their seats are 14 through 30, and one of their seats um, has a beam in front of it. Nice. Yeah, Marge's. Marge's seat yeah. has the beam in front of it. Because she pops her head from behind the beach like, what I miss? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then we see Mo getting nervous because it's only six seconds into the fight. And, <laughs> and Homer's getting the crap kicked out of him. Yeah. Um and then we see Tatum uh taking a uh taking a break. I mean Homer's Homer's out of it. He's not yeah. gonna win. So yeah. T- Tatum's like, I'm gonna take a break to talk to Charlie Sheen. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Charlie Sheen yeah. was Charlie Sheen big in the mid nineties? Yeah, that was uh two and a half men, right? No. Wasn't two and a half men mid nineties? What was he in, in the mid well I mean he had uh well Major League was early nineties. Yeah, Major League was pretty popular. Um, let me see here. Well, it was uh, what was the other stuff? That oh, was more Two and a Half Men that. came out in 03. Okay, so it wasn't Two and a Half Men. No. What about what about Hot Shots? That had uh, a bit. Was that Hot Shots? I believe was ninety two. Okay, so I mean, Charlie Sheen had some good stuff going on. I think was Hot Shots ninety two. And what about uh, Wall Street? Wall Street was big. Yeah, Wall Street was pretty big. No, he uh that was 87 though. But I mean, e- either way, he's he's goes to wrestling matches and this is a celebrity. Um so he was in major the major league films, Money Talks. Oh, Money spoof, Talks, yeah. And the spoof Hot Shots. So yep. So yeah. He yeah, was he big. Was, uh, uh let's see here. This came out uh Hot Shots came out in 91, so it's about 5 years later. But still big actor. Yeah. And uh, so Marge runs up to the stage and tells Homer to fight back, which is a bad <laughs> idea because we see, we've seen Homer throw a punch. Yeah. It's a bad idea. And Homer's like, that talking cactus is right. And he swings at Tatum, misses horribly, 
and Tatum hits him right on top of the head. Oh, boy. That talking cactus is right. The only way I'm going to win is if I knock him out. Uh, No. (laughs) So Mo runs away from the fight because he's like, oh, shit, I need to get out of here. So everybody is yelling. And Marge says someone needs to stop the fight and asks where the doctor is. <laughs> guess who the fight doctor is? Dr. Nick Riviera, who is yelling at Tatum to kill Homer. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, hey, he God. wants to see a good fight, too. Yeah, but he's the doctor. Fair enough. They have a moral code of ethics of do no harm. Well, he's not doing the harm. He's doing the cheering. <laughs> he's supposed to stop the harm. Oh, Okay. Um, Tatum swings at Homer, but at the very last second, Mo comes in with the fan on his back, picks up Homer. So did he run up into the crowd to grab it? I don't know where it was. Maybe. <laughs> um, yeah. Why is the fan man leaving his fan unattended? Exactly. Someone like Mo could come by and grab it. <laughs> and Buffer says, whatever dignity is left in boxing is flying out of the window as we see Mo and Homer flying up through the Coliseum. Yeah, Homer looks up at Mo. He's like, are you an angel? Yes, Homer, I'm an angel. All of us angels wear fair slacks. <laughs> <laughs> but you stopped the fight. Won't everyone be mad? Eh, let them be mad. I just wanted you to be safe. And so he bangs Homer's head right into a beam <laughs> as they fly out of the stadium. Um, so now we see Lucius coming out into the parking lot too. And Lucius says that he, that he would uh, order Tatum to get into the van or no, I'm sorry. You um, skipped a line. Yeah, Homer and Mo so, land on the ground. Yep. And Tatum tells Homer that Mo lo- must really love you. <laughs> and Tatum asks Lucius if he would do that for, for me. He's like, eh, get in the van. <laughs> Uh, so Lucius confronts Mo. She's like, "You wouldn't give me one lousy round, Mo. You will always be a loser. Now take your check for a hundred grand and get out of my sight." And he hands Mo the check. He's like, <laughs> "I don't need your stinking money." And folds a check and puts it in his pocket. So, but would forty grand of that go to Homer? Well, yeah, Mo still got to cash the check. That's fair. You can't just split the check 60-40 and give it. <laughs> oh, you, <laughs> you mean if you don't, if you cut the check 60% 40%, that's not how it works? No, no, no. That's not how it works. Most uh, still needs to deposit the money. Oh, I got it. Got it. But I, I bet Homer doesn't even get the money. Well, maybe Probably he does. Moe's Mo's actually a, I would say most actually fairly a stand-up guy. Yeah. I would say, I would say in this instance, Mo might give him the money because, hey, 60 grand to fix up the bar and get it going. Yeah. I think he could do I think he could do that. Yeah. Um, so uh, Marge and the kids gather on Homer and Marge asks if Homer's, if he's all right. He's like, I can't remember where we parked. That's all right. We'll just wait for everyone else to leave. Have you ever done that? Like no. go to like a Brewers game and be like, oh, fuck. I don't remember where we parked. Oh, hell, let's just wait till everyone leaves. Then we'll find our car. No, I've never done that. I have. I have wandered around parking lots though with my like key fob uh, because if <laughs> yeah. I if I lock yep. if I hit the lock button twice yeah the it'll cart, beep yeah it'll beep so I've done that like oh I've, I've done that before yep shit honestly uh, where was I I wasn't even that big of a parking lot and I forgot where I parked and I had to do that because and it wasn't even that big of a parking lot it was like a Target parking lot 
Yeah, I was at the Mall of America, and I couldn't remember where I parked. And I knew which side of the mall I parked on. Like, I knew which side I was on. And I did the whole, like, double double click my lock button so it beeps. And I heard it beep. And I'm like, okay, it's over here. Click it. And I was hearing it beep. I'm like, where the hell's my car? Is it below you? Yeah, it was below. It was one (laughs) one floor below me. I couldn't find my goddamn car. Awesome. that's and and so uh, Bart hands Homer a tooth, and Homer's like that. That Homer lost, and Homer shoves it in his mouth, but it won't go. He's like, eh, "It isn't mine." It throws it away. <laughs> and Marge thanks Mo for saving Homer and giving up on his dreams. So like Mo's like, "Yeah, what are dreams, anyways?" I'm glad I was able to stick up for a pal. And then Mo turns on the fan and flies away and says, "Goodbye, Springfield." And Homer asks, well, where he's going? Mo says, nowhere in your particular. I just need some time to think. And uh, then we see the fan man yelling <laughs> yelling after Mo. <laughs> Give me my well, fan bag. Well, maybe you should have left it where Mo could steal it. Yep. And uh, um, so we get some closing, uh, closing credits. Um, yeah. And this week's closing song is People. Um, which was sung by Sally Stevens and is a rendition of Barbara Streisand's song, People. Yeah. Um, and then we see uh, Mo on his uh, redemption tour, I guess. Yeah. Um, saving a woman and her baby, a uh, man in, in mud. Uh, he puts out wildfires. <laughs> he also delivers care packages to starving people in third world countries. Mo's, uh, Mo's being such a nice guy. He saved Homer. And he got that yeah. nice bug. Like he got that bug in him that it was like, I'm a nice guy. Yeah. I'm going to go do nice things. So this episode, I, I, I like it. Yeah. Um, not a five for me, but I'm going to go four mm, sprinkles. Um, I mean the sports, uh, there's just the sports stuff, the boxing, the way kind of Homer works his way up the ranks. Um, I love the, I love like a lot of times when Homer gets into these, like, other jobs it's like oh okay they kind of threw that together but yeah. i love it going from bart to getting beaten up by dolph kearney and and uh jimbo's Jimbo. dad like him taking the beating and that getting into it's kind of like homer palooza when he got shot in the cannon with peter frampton's pig and they're like oh i've been looking for someone to get you know shoot cannonballs yeah. at it was kind of like that where kind of goes right in and um, you know, Homer not realizing that Tredrick Tatum, who Tredrick Tatum is, that was pretty funny. Like, Mark knows he, who Tredrick Tatum is, but, but Homer, yeah. Homer doesn't know. He's like, Homer he's a homo, known. right? No, Homer should have <laughs> known because of, uh, when he stole the cable to watch That's the That's right. Yes. So why, why did Homer ask Mo, who's Tredrick Tatum anyway? Is he another yeah. hobo? Yeah. I, I, I enjoy this episode. It, it's, it's not a five for me either. It's four sprinkles. It's it's got some good stuff. There's some good rev- boxing references. Uh, it's solid. Uh, I'll watch it if it's on. Yeah, it's you know it's it's entertaining. Uh, it's got a pretty. I feel like it's got a pretty flimsy premise of how they got to Homer boxing because of you know Bart losing his belt and Homer's like, well, I'm gonna go talk to the bully's dads. Like, eh, that never works out for anybody either. Um, so, but still good. Uh, I, I love ass box. That's great. I love it. Oh my ass God. Box. <laughs> that is fantastic. I love the, I love like 
like the the similarities or like the, the they did a really good job of parodying Mike Tyson and Don King and you know with the Rocky stuff and so yeah it's for mm, sprinkles. Yep. So this week our character profile is Lucius Sweet and his occupation boxing manager slash promoter. His biggest client Dredrick Tatum who was temporarily imprisoned for pushing his mother down a flight of stairs. <laughs> Hopefully he had a few more boxers to make him some money while he was uh, oh, I'm sure in, in the clink. His hair, electric, electrified and frizzed up. His reputation, shady. I feel like, I feel like with the whole three rounds thing, isn't that like how a lot of uh, mob bosses and stuff made like money on fights? Like, okay, your guy's going down in the fourth round. I think that's just a uh, television movie trope. Oh, is it? Is it not yeah. like a based on a real like? No, I, don't I think feel it like is. throwing fights was a real thing, though. Well, I'm sure throwing fights was a real thing, but you're not going to do the third round every goddamn time. No, no, no. I'm just saying that's what it was kind of seemed like. It's like, okay, dude, you're going to go three rounds. I'm betting homers because that's like Vegas betting was like, oh, you're you're like some of those bets are like, oh, he's going to get knocked out in the third round. Well, yeah, I mean, that's how betting works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe that was like, I'm going to bet against, uh, I'm going to bet for my own boxer. He's got to go at least three rounds, then he can knock him out. I don't know. Well, Lucius just wanted people to be entertained <laughs> yeah, and get did. drunk. <laughs> yep. Uh, his uh, soul, non-evident. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so before before Steve gets into all of our socials, uh, as I promised earlier in the episode, here are the lyrics for Scorpio from the only move twice from last uh, from her last episode. It is, I will not sing it. Don't worry. Uh, it is sung Shirley Bassey style to a tune resembling Goldfinger. So it's Scorpio. He'll sting you with his dreams of power and wealth. Beware of Scorpio. His twisted twin obsessions are his plot to rule the world and his employees health. He'll welcome you into his lair. Like the nobleman welcomes his guest with free dental care and a stock plan that helps you invest. But beware of his generous pensions, plus three weeks paid vacation each year. And on Fridays, the lunchroom serves hot dogs and burgers and beers. He loves German beer. Oh, it's so great. God, that's a great, that's, a, that's a great Bond song. You should put that yeah, in the next be. Bond movie. Yeah. <laughs> I think that'd be great. Maybe. I think they should do it. All right, guys, that was fun. So you guys can find us on the Facebook, the Simpsons did a podcast on Instagram, the Simpsons did a pod, uh, head over to YouTube, uh, the, at the Simpsons did a podcast, make sure to like subscribe, comment it helps us, uh, helps our channel in a very big way. So, uh, let's keep us rolling. We're getting new subscribers every week. So thank you for that. And I'm doing my due diligence, adding new episodes every week to keep you guys coming back for more. Um, so hopefully eventually we get, we'll get caught up. We're about 67 is the last episode I put up. So we're only about a third <laughs> of the way of the episodes through on YouTube. So I'm definitely going to work on getting more on there. Um, give us a call. If you'd like to give us some feedback, 612-584-0986. Listen to Jaden LeBron's voicemail message as Krusty the Clown. He's absolutely fantastic. And leave us a voicemail message. So until next time, I'm Steven Sklansky. And I'm Robert Sklansky. And this has been The Simpsons Did It. Shh.